Okay, I remember when I when I was dry I was driving on Third Milan Bridge. This was shortly after we had finished, like maybe two weeks after the show had ended. That's still fresh. Yeah, and <laughs> I was driving on Third Milan Bridge and one SUV full of people zoomed past me and then slowed down mm. and people brought out their phones. No way. Immediately after that happened, I went to tint my cars. This is a 27 Productions original podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of I Too Sabi. Now you'll be hearing my voice alone today because Chidi has gone somewhere we don't know. The producer and I don't even know if Chidi has gone to get married. I don't know. I don't know if he's... But Chidi said his work he went for. He might come back with a ring. He might not. Anyway, if you'd like to ask uh, me questions or us here, because I'm not the only host here, but I'm the only one for today. Check the episode notes as well as our social media pages for the form that you can fill out with your questions and we would answer. Today, I'm not alone because, I mean, what's a podcast when you're just talking to yourself? Radio without battery. Hello. I'm not alone here today. I've got the one, the only. I'm going to pronounce it well. Eluzunam. Did I get it? <laughs> you started off well and just went left. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, help me pronounce it. Eluzunam. Eluzunam. I tried now. Small. We've got Eluzunam in the music. Hi, Eluzunam. Hi. It's nice to have you here. Nice to be here. He's looking so dapper. I can't get my eyes off him. I'm already sweating. Oh. Ah. Is the brand? How do you how do you, how do you manage how do you manage this? You know, girls flinging their underwears and all of that and sweating. I mean, you, you think that that's that's what's happening? What is happening, my brother? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's happening. happening. Even me, Zeb, I want to fling. Wow, we seen the pants, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, quickly give us a um, a proper introduction yeah. of myself. Yes, of yourself. Okay, so my name is Elos, and I'm, I'm a content creator, creative. Director, producer, editor, musician, all-round creative. All-round creative. An actor. Actor. <laughs> all right. So we'll go straight into the question. One of my biggest goals in life is to be extremely popular, to blow. As by I'll be walking down the road and people will be hailing me. But recently, I've started having a change of heart after watching Harry and Meghan's documentary, seeing how their lives were torn apart in the public eye. Omar, I think being famous is hectic. Even here in Niger, the way we drag celebrities and chook nose into their business is alarming. I wonder how they manage fame and their personal lives. My question here is, how do these celebs balance both lives? It feels like it's not worth it. Hmm. Uh. <coughs> Quickly. <coughs> <coughs> Let's talk about you pre-Big Brother. I mean, we already knew you as an actor before Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was uh, yeah, an actor slash content creator, mostly yeah. a content creator. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what made you want to, you know, go into Big Brother? Oh, wow. Okay, so um, I felt like the world wasn't seeing, like, 
what I was doing. Not enough anyways. Mm. I mean, I, I, w- I had such a niche that it was moving really slowly. Right. So I felt like, you know, Big Brother would um, give me like the exposure that I needed. And everybody around me kept on telling me, oh yeah, you have the personality, go for Big Brother. Mm. You know? And then my manager at the time advised me to go for Big Brother because I mean, whose who's, who's talent, who, yeah. I mean, whose manager would not want their talent to actually be popular. Mm-hmm. So I, I auditioned twice. That was it. Tell us about the time you got into the house or how you felt knowing you were going into the house. Look, it was very, because <laughs> the, the whole that thing. That moment, was it a call, a message, an email? So I had auditioned um, on, I had, I had gone through a series of auditions and then I didn't hear back from them again. And I was like, okay, you know what, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm just going to carry on with life mm. and focus on plan A because to be honest, Big Brother was plan B that was supposed to, Right. supplement like help plan a right right i was gonna go with plan a and and put it in for the long haul however long it takes i was gonna do it mm-hmm. and then a few months later like after i had gone through the auditions and everything the show had started and then one day i was like i, th- I think i'd gone for an audition for tinsel oh okay and i aced the audition okay they were going to give me the part but my schedule was so erratic yeah that's time. and then i got a call from big brother Asking me if I'd be if I'd be available to be to enter the house, and I'm at like, that time the show had started. Yeah, so I had given up. Like, oh wow, but, they were, but did I mean, he pay you? He did. <laughs> he did. Like, I went through. Like, there was so much hope when I was yeah. going to the audition because they liked me. I kept on skating through to the next stage. Uh-huh. I did everything. Like, I went to to the end to the final final. And the then you see them calling people on stage and your, your name. And then they started marketing. No, they started marketing. I was like. Okay, <laughs> one month before the show. Okay, market we were blowing out everything. You know Damn. the houses, in, and this was the first time they, they did it in Nigeria. In Nigeria. So it was a big deal. The houses in Nigeria, all the marketing materials, billboards, commercials, everything. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> Two weeks to the show, I had nothing. I was just like, ah. and there was no one to ask. Yes, there was no one to ask. I was happening <laughs> because like, you went to the audition yourself. Yeah, I, I didn't know anybody in the, on on the panel. Like I didn't know anyone, and then. One week to the show, I'm like, ah, if it's not called me by now, then that's it. I can't start packing load now. It is like and the, the day came and I just like, yeah, okay, cool. Oh. But I, I heard that, okay, that, like, you know, they could bring in people, mm-hmm. you know, like during the course of the show. So and you still had small That gave me small, just a glimmer of hope. But like one month passed and uh, I just like, you know, I had focused on my work. By that time, my business, like the, the, the hustle I was doing started like really moving. So I had like, my mind was focused on other things. And then they called me one one morning after my tinsel audition and asked if I was available to enter the house. And I'm like, are you asking me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, is this a question? You're just supposed to say, hello, come, come. to the house. <laughs> are you asked? So I'm like, yeah, of course. So, you know, I, I try to play it cool. I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, okay, all right, cool. We'll nothing like, oh, I'll just check my schedule. No, nothing like that. I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, of course. So like, okay, we'll send an email. And I got the email that night with all the rules, the whatever, the, the entire dossier, Sha, and I was supposed to leave the next day. No. The very next day. Like and I, you were to have, pack for how many days? I was to pack for how how many how long I thought I was going to stay in the house. Like, and that's why I I didn't pack that many things. I didn't I didn't have time to shop. I didn't have yeah. time to do anything. So I just packed what I had, and a lot of which they actually had to send back because of um, brand, brand, yeah. brand yeah brand they were all branded branded items. So like I had very little clothes in the house, but like they just shipped me out the next day, and I went into lockdown. Everybody else had like a, about a month to prepare. I had a 
I had 10 hours. Wow. And I just left everything I was doing because I was in the middle of producing some commercials. I just handed it over to the rest of the team because I knew this was going to help everybody. Yeah. So I just, I went in and, yeah. and the rest is history. Aww. <laughs> so what was your best moment as a contestant in the house? If you remember. I had a lot of moments that actually stick out the for best, me. The best, the best. I don't know if I can say I had the best moment. I, I, when I won head of house, mm. I think. Is that when I won head of house or the veto power thing? When I won head of house, because that was really triumphant for me. Like yeah. I really felt like I felt it. Everybody else out here felt the impact of my yes. veto power. I didn't feel it inside the house. But like the head of house thing, that was a triumphant moment for me. Right. So what did you not like about Big Brother in general? Um, I don't think there's anything I didn't like about it. I mean, it, you, before you enter the house, you are mentally prepared for it. Who prepares you mentally? Therapist you have or psych, you prepare you, you yourself? You do a psyche eval. Right. One, and then there's a whole, they give you this um, contract, this material to read. And you must read you it. You have to read it. You right. have to read everything. So in the, the, in the material, it contains um, the fact, uh, lots of things, including exactly what you're going to be dealing with. It'll tell you that you're going to be exposed to lots of con um, harsh conditions and this and that and that and that and that. You know, so you have to just, you know, mm -hmm. prepare. So you know that for, you know, for a fact that when you're entering a house that you cannot just up and leave, you're not going to have your cell phone. So every, you have to confront everything. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's a harsh environment, but it's fun. <laughs> so that's what you didn't like. You came in eighth place, um, which is still a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's very huge. <laughs> Did you think you were going to win? No. Uh -oh. I didn't think I was, I never for once thought I was going to win because. What? That's so blunt. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I knew why I was going, why I went into the house. So you just went for the platform, not for the money. Yes. I went for the, because, okay, so in one of the contracts, they were like, oh, so you have to fill in your account details. Um, some, some of my money is supposed to be paid. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to win any money, but guess what? <laughs> I went in there and I won a lot of money. So it was like, I wasn't going there for the money. And, Oh, and you have to also understand that when I was going in, it was, it was a month into the show. Yes. Within the first week, people have already found their faves. Yes. Not even to talk of a month. Mercy had already started trending. Mike had started trending. These guys, Tatcha had started trending. People had picked their faves. So their what face. chance did I have? Oh. The fact that I even stayed there that long, I left at the penultimate week. Hmm. The fact that I stayed there that long is even still like... Uh, it's huge. It's, it's a really huge. I stayed there for two whole months. Yeah. You know, so like... I, I wasn't expecting anything. Mm. And I thought I came in eighth was, was a miracle, to be honest, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Elizabeth after Big Brother. Now, you came out of the house even more famous than before. So what immediate changes did you notice? Huh. Everybody knew who I was. Mm, in terms of being recognized, Everyone. yeah. Everyone. Like, you couldn't I, just walk. I think that season, a lot more Nigerians as a, a, across all demographics actually watched yes. that season. I think that was the first Big Brother Niger in, in like Nigeria. After, after Bam Bam, Teddy, CC right, sets. Do you right, get that? They had right. theirs in South Africa. The next one was in Nigeria. So I don't know why it was so popular. I think that was, it was maybe, really a good season. I, I think because maybe, maybe we felt closer to you. Like, oh, you maybe. people are not in South Africa. Exactly. Exactly. Some people are like, oh, I'm here in this train. Maybe the house is in Fadei. Maybe the house yeah. is in Jibo. And all of that. It, so yeah. I'm guessing people felt closer to you so know, the housemates. Was, <laughs> oh my God. It was so, so everybody, like, it was, it, it was very, how would I put it? It was, 
it was a bit jarring. Like it was, it just, it's like, it just threw me into cold water. Like that was how the change, I mean, I expected that once I got out the house, some things would change, right. but it was extremely dramatic. Like I, I, I could not walk down the street without people, somebody recognizing me. That's how it was. And sometimes it was a little difficult to deal with. Mm. So we had to adjust. So I wasn't walking down the street like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing the things that typically I'm, I'm, I'm a very private person. So it's not like I, I walked, walk around anyways, but like, okay. I remember when I, when I was dry, I was driving on third Milan bridge. This was shortly after we had finished, like maybe two weeks after the short ended. That's still fresh. Yeah. And <laughs> I was driving on third Milan bridge and one SUV full of people zoomed past me and then slowed down mm. and people brought out their phones. No way. Immediately after that happened, I went to tint my car. My car. <laughs> like they were following me and making videos. And I was just like, wow. What? Do you ever get scared that, you know, sometimes maybe it's not a phone they are bringing out. Maybe it's something else. No, I don't. Because I would die. I would die. Who am I, who am I offended? Me, little old me. Me. Small me. Ah, no. I don't. Why would they want to harm me? No, so it's, it's, I know it's, the, it's, it's just, it was really, it was funny. It was yeah. very funny. And sometimes I'm like. So what do you do when you see them bringing out their phones? You wave. Yeah, you wave. Oh. Wave hi. 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 And that's it. Once it gets too much, then you can actually remove yourself from that situation. Right. Because some people actually take it far. Mm -hmm. They take it really far. They don't understand boundaries and everything. So, yeah. Mm. All right. So the person who asked this question talks about how well-known individuals face challenges because they're easily recognized. Have you had to change your lifestyle as a result of this? I mean, I know you mentioned that, you know, you are not walking down up and down again. So, yes, I mean, I had to make slight adjustments to protect myself. Just slight? Well, nothing major. I have coconut head. <laughs> you like I, I, the, the fact that, you know, like a lot more people know who I am now does not mean I can live a healthy, regular life. Mm. And that's something I don't know, like, for me personally, Sha, or maybe I've not just blown that type of blue that you now have to start moving around with bodyguards <laughs> and, you know, I, but like I do my own grocery shopping myself. Yeah. I still do. I, I do regular stuff. Right. You know, I, I, go, I go and visit my parents. I'll come out of, I walk into, like, I, you can't, you can't happen to see me on the road. Mm. That's just how I am. Like, I don't believe that, oh, because I'm in a public eye right now, I have to like, shield myself nah mm. I still want to live my life I want to have this life it's just one you have yeah. to experience it on your own terms mm. so that's what I've that's what I've chosen to do so if you see me on the road say hi mm. say hi back <laughs> <laughs> so these days you do many things was there you know any pressure from fans after the house of course like well, what's next for you now so what's yeah, next I'm, I know a lot of people ask that they do they do did you ever feel under pressure um, I don't think I did because once I got out the house, I hit the ground running. You didn't need to tell me to do anything. I was doing, I was do, put doing stuff. So the fans didn't even have the opportunity to say, hey, you should be doing this. You should right. be doing that. Because I was already doing what I set out to do. Do you think it was easier for you because you were already doing stuff before going yes. into the house? Because I had a solid plan. Right. Like I, I had already started doing what I wanted to do. Mm. Like I said, Big Brother Niger was the plan B. Mm. supposed to help plan a so once i got out the house once the paparazzi everything all the all the intensity kind of like died down a bit mm. i went back to the initial plan 
Right. So it was really easy. I had the, I already had the skill set. I already laid the foundation, everything. Like, so it was just easy for me to pick up from where I left off. Mm. Yeah. Okay. These days you do many things. You're a content creator. You're a brand ambassador. You're an actor. You are a, what else did you tell us did you were? Direct. <laughs> How do you balance? You? Oh, you're a director. How do you balance all of that? Only you won. <sighs> <laughs> So I have a team, obviously. Right. I mean, I can't do everything by myself. So I have a team, my manager, who's also my producer as well. Um, I have a, I have a director that directs my stuff. I have a writer. I have a bunch of stuff. So everything doesn't happen at once. Okay. Right. We, we everything has to happen at its own time, especially when you plan it. I cannot be doing brand ambassador duties at the same time. Yeah. Acting film, even though last year was a, was a bit of a crazy year, I had to do the. Big Brother Niger podcast, and I had to host Street Foods Niger at the same time. At the same time, I had to do brand ambassador duties. Uh-uh. It was a lot. <laughs> so I, I was barely seeing my house. Mm, I was just going there to sleep. Right. Next morning, I'm out again. So it was sometimes it gets intense. It okay. gets really intense. And then I start to lose weight because I'm not going to the gym. I'm not eating as, as often as I'm supposed to because I'm constantly working. But you know, when you look at your bank account and <laughs> looking back at you smiling, then you say, Yes, it's all been worth it. I'll take a break, travel, take a break, and just chill. You know? Right. Okay, so this back to the question. I don't want us to get off track. This person here says, even here in Niger, the way we drag our celebrities and chook nose into their business is alarming. Now, this is one of the reasons this person does not want to blow again. How do you handle when people, for lack of better words, chook nose into your matter? Even, I, I mean, you've even said you're a private person, mm-hmm. but there's some people that will still yeah, they, care they inside your privacy. They, they let you, like, you can't, something that you cannot avoid once you're once you're in the public i want people at least maybe at the very least maybe a hundred thousand people know you it's bound to happen mm. that people are trying to you know know your business maybe just is flying about your hand left right and center or if something happens that you put out something on social media that you would get dragged for it mm-hmm. because people are always looking for somebody to blame for something mm. it's the truth and they believe that as you a public figure you're a public figure you're supposed to be um, like a role model for for people, not just younger people, for people. And then when you air your 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 vices or whatever, are magnified mm. because you are supposed to be in a position where you're supposed to influence everybody else, and then you are influencing them in a negative way. Right. You know. At the same time, self sometimes you can put out something that's your own opinion, and it's your own opinion, and somebody disagrees with it, and because of their lack of upbringing or who they are, they just come for you. Because mm-hmm. it's not every time that somebody is getting dragged that they deserve to get dragged, to be honest. You can put out something that is you, it's your opinion, and you get dragged for it, but it's your opinion. Mm. You can, they can drag you to hell and back, and it's not going to change. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong, it's just your opinion. Now, somebody who doesn't agree with it, who is just who hasn't eaten a proper meal that day, or who doesn't. Who, who, or it's just frustrated. Frustrated with life, because of. Because frustrated with life, whatever yeah. it is, for whatever reason, they come for you. And some people don't send. They will drag them back. But there are some people that we just, you know, most public figures don't respond because at the end of the day, you're still just supposed to, you're still supposed to, you know, carry yourself in that way. You cannot fight in the mud with pigs. If not, you get mud on yourself. You get, and that's not what you want for yourself. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, because you, as a public figure, you probably have some brands that you're representing. Mm-hmm, you probably, you know, mm-hmm. you have to conduct yourself in a proper manner because you're a bag. Mm. I'm not going to run mm. around in the mud and, and jeopardize my bag. I'm not going to eat mud. Mm. Do you get? So you have to comport yourself in a manner. But that's the reason that celebrities get dragged all the time is because they're in a position where they're supposed to influence people. And some people think that, oh, 
this thing you are doing no jigo so they will drag you and people know that most of them probably not respond yes city so just pick celebrities as easy for targets yes because someone looking for so if they respond like oh ah you have given me attention attention like yeah <laughs> personally i I've been dragged I was go- that was times. that was going to be my next question. Have you been dragged before? How yes. did you handle it? What was the drag? Oh, there was one time that um I was dragged for I don't know, I think it was during lockdown set. I tweeted something, I can't remember, and then um if if an entire fan base came for me. Oh. And what I tweeted was not even they came for me. So did they I, think you were tweeting at their No, they, fave? they knew. Because his name was there. Oh. But <laughs> it wasn't what it was intended to be. I was just like, oh, that was did, it too. Did you delete it? I d- delete fire. I didn't. I didn't. Why would I? That's the thing. I, I say you do it to your full chest. Mm. I didn't delete mm. it. It came for me and I dragged back. Mm. I dragged back. I, you I, did? Yes, I dragged back. Did you pick a scapegoat or you were I just was dragging returning? left, right and center. <laughs> Like yeah, you, 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 they know me who I am. Like I, mm. I would. I, so most times I'll keep quiet. Like I will not say anything. But like at some point, when you, when I have your time, yeah, there are a few times I've actually responded. When, when they catch time. you on a bad day, there was one time that um, I made it to Insta blog because somebody, I don't know, somebody tweeted at me and said something stupid, and I responded to the person and said something almost or borderline insensitive, oh. and Insta blog just picked that one. They would never pick you doing creative stuff. Insta blog picked it up and just <laughs> and put it out on blog. And I got some DMs because it affected some people per, on a personal level. Oh. And I had to I had to apologize to them. Public the apology? No, or, yeah, no. I, I put a, I, I tweeted I tweet I made a public tweet and I tweeted to the people that reached out to me because they they reached out to me not from a place of from but from a place of you like we expected better because we are in this position. We expected better from you, and we're dealing with so and so people, so and so things. Whatever I talked about, did 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 that we that I'm, we like you, but we expected better. So it was from a very constructive place. Yeah. So I responded and I said I really apologize. It wasn't even intended this way. This person was looking for for unnecessary attention, but I'm sorry. Oh. So that was that was I mean so at times I you know but I typically don't get into trouble because right because I don't think I've ever seen I don't anybody energy is it's always I always like to keep it fun and light we don't right. like I don't even tweet I, the highest you ever see me tweet about something negative is if I'm complaining about Nigeria right which is it not this is a national pastime it now is. everybody <laughs> complains about Nigeria okay so you said you're a private person how do you how would you deal with say a personal story of yours coming out i will freak out <laughs> i will legit freak out because first of all who Wait. leaked the story <laughs> who, how i will like i would i would i would draw blood i will i will look for that but who, uh, so how is it, is it is your circle small would you say you have a small yes. circle i have a very small like so, so i have like some like individual circles you know different aspects of my life and their tiny circles so like but don't you think those ones would also have their circles yes but that's the thing i'm so private that even in my my circles nobody in one circle doesn't even know about this circle doesn't know about this circle no i'm talking about yourself now say mm-hmm. you want you want to share something with two people in two different circles yeah that would never happen <laughs> Uh, it just will not Wait, which one would not happen you sharing Shimmy it with sharing. two of them or Shimmy just will not, will not happen we know I like Amebo. Everybody likes Amebo, but I am the absorber of the Amebo, not the giver. 
You tell me, it stays with me. Right. And it's just there. I'm like, I just, I, I, it's like a, it's like a dopamine moment. I give mm. me just, I'm like, ah, so what happened next? Are you serious? Hey, hey, really, you don't mean it. I, it's right there and then that I'm enjoying the gist. Once it's done. That's it. That's it. Mm. It's done. And I, so, and, and I think that habit transcends to other things. I don't typically tell people like your it, business, my business. Yeah. I don't even people that are really like close to me, except they ask, Oh, Hey, what's going on with work? What's going on with life? And I was just and everything. But like, like the deeply personal stuff is mm-hmm. just for me. You don't share any deep like, personal stuff. I do, but I'm very selective of what I, what say, I say. Now the person you selected decides to just jabble. Hmm. Not intentionally, though. It's not like they're carrying your matter to, you know, it, it, tell people. Mm-hmm. Not intentionally. Maybe they're just talking to another person and then they'll be like, oh, that's how Elozonam. Ah, and I feel so sorry. You. This, so, and then like, it gets like to the public eye. Public eye. So that's the thing. Now, I've come to understand that people don't own up to their shit. Mm. Can I curse? Of course, yeah. People don't own up to their shit because you know for a fact that I only told you mm. this thing. So how did I tell only you? This very, very ultra specific detail, and I'm hearing it somewhere else. And you're telling me that it's, it's, you're not the one who said it. So who, <laughs> who, who? And it's happened like a couple you're of times. And, me. and when that happens, I now get more reserved and I'll get more cautious about what I tell you. But like, if it comes out in the public eye, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'll do because oh, actually, something like that happened. Oh yeah. Give us the tea. Um, I don't know if I should be saying this. Say it. This so is a safe space. So a couple, couple years ago, um, I got dragged on Insta, on Twitter, sorry, for, so they accused me of sleeping with somebody's wife. They accused I me of I swear so. I did not. So, and and I how, practically <laughs> live on Twitter. And how that just came out, um, I was, ch- it was a tr- chat with my friend. And the girl had gone to Dubai and the typical thing when people go abroad is I buy bring chocolate when we are coming back yeah. home. And the girl made a comment, you know, like a it was a weird comment, but could be passed off as something else. Right. We'll come and take it from my left boob or some shit. Oh, some, yeah. some, some shit. Yeah. It was very harmless, in my opinion, because I laughed it off. Yeah. But the boyfriend or the fiance at the time, he and this was and the the way it happened, man, the, from when this conversation happened to when it came out on, it was like maybe eight months apart or nine months apart. They were still date. They were okay. So she, he, had, he had just proposed to her, at that and time. at the time, like prior, and I, I wished, I wished her congratulations and everything because I, we're friends, so I'd, I'd known the entire like gist from when they were dating, how long they were dating, stuff like that, and and the, the boys saw the chat because he was trying to, I don't know what he was trying to fix up whatever, I don't care. Um, and he picked that part out no. and put it on on Twitter. Went on this entire tirade and called her out on a bunch of things. Called and then her out as on, well. Yeah, no, he was, he, was, he was calling her out. I just happened to be in the line of fire and this, 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 and then um, she calls me and she's like, oh, she's sorry, she's sorry. She's, I'm like, well, I was asleep hey. early morning. I was like, what happened? Like, oh, this happened, this happened. My boyfriend went to go and I'm like, and I'll check Twitter. It hadn't caught fire then. I'm like, okay, this is not so bad. Hopefully it doesn't catch fire. She talked, she apologized. I'm like, guys, cool, 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 cool. I went back to sleep. Hey. <laughs> My ex woke me up. <laughs> I said, Elo, why are you trying? No. This was barely five minutes after I'd gone off the phone. 
My ex was so like, I was like, what? And I went to, and I told her the story. She's like, don't worry, she already knows that it's not true. And she's been fighting on my behalf. I went to check and it had caught fire. No. It had, it was so bad. And this was a private conversation I had with a friend that her boyfriend went and blew out of proportion. Right. And it, it got that, and my aspect was even small because their own nonsense went on for a while. Okay. I was inside and then... Um, I was supposed to be working for a, a, a fintech brand, one of Nigeria's top fintech brands, and they pulled the plug on that because no. of that thing that happened. Oh my goodness. See? Eh? No. What, just like, what was their reason? The reason for what? For pulling it. It, it was... A scandal? It was, it, was, it was a scandal. It was very messy. It was very, very... I had to get my lawyer involved to release a statement. I was going to subpoena that guy. No. But I could not, we couldn't get his, um, his house, his home address to sip. Like all I had, the information was Twitter and she was protecting him. She wouldn't release his address or anything. So I couldn't actually serve him. Like I was what legit going to, I wasn't even hell? going to tell him to apologize. I was going to serve him because he had already cost me a bag. You know, he blocked his account. Um, so he, he locked, he locked his account and then. I think he didn't expect it to blow because it's, his, his, his Twitter, you don't know no, how to talk about it. You, you, you can have two there. followers and, two, and when you tweet, it will blow. Of course. You get, so the guy had like maybe a little over a thousand and he didn't expect that the tweets were going to catch fire. I bet you he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. So he tweeted an apology with a private account. I'm like, mm. bitch, will you mm. actually unlock your account and tender that apology so that everybody will see the nonsense that you have done? Like till today, till t- this has been three years till today. People still make, you know, because he used a few terms, he used a few terminologies and people still refer to that with me. They still got married. And the annoying thing is that when they got married, I still came up. Why? Because they got popular and as as they got popular, I was in the mix. So they- Like what's your own in their marriage? They said, uh, so even after, um, you know, your wife, you still want to get married her. (laughs) you get no like so like it was a private conversation that happened between two friends that somebody went and leaked to the general public and i was i was livid i was furious That's like so i was unfair. i was annoyed and the girl did what she i, I feel like she did what she she, she had to do which is to protect her uh, her, her husband at that time to be, yeah. even though they were dragging themselves super dirty and ah god it was, it was i can't believe dirty. it but I'm like, yo, we all put me inside this. When I had no business there, it would have been even better if I even slept with the girl, self. <laughs> all right, so now we've talked about the bad, the ugly parts of being in the public eye. Now, what's the best part of being in the public eye? Huh. Credibility. Okay. Because, like, after I got out the house, I'm, I, I, or after I got popular, like, I could, I, and I went to places that I never thought you could get possible. To. Like, people, Granted me audience because, okay, they knew that I, okay, this guy is credible. He yeah. knows his onions, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like, so I think that's the, that's the best part. And the fact that things that I'm putting out, it was kind of easy for me or relatively easier for me to actually build besides the big brother fan base to build like a whole new fan base because right. the exposure was there. So big brother and people would share my work through to my work to non big brother people. And I was, was pretty easy. And, yeah. and that kind of made me get better at my craft. So, and then set myself as a proper influencer. Right. Right. 
like slash creator. So it, it, there's, there was a whole ripple effect about it. So I think for me, that was the best, that's the best part. Okay. People recognizing you where you, where you go to can be nice if it's, if it's well balanced. Yeah. When you walk into a room, oh, hey, hi, you know, nobody's getting too much and mm-hmm, everything, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it can be nice that people know who you are, especially if you're naturally shy, because I'm, sh- I'm a shy person. You are? I am a shy person. Never. If guessed. I walk into a room that I don't know anybody, I would, my first instinct is to walk out. <laughs> That's it. My first instinct, and most of the time I actually do. But if so someone, you just turn around, I would just t- feel like I'm on my phone. Like I'm, <laughs> I'll start calling them out. But if I need to be there, yeah. I will just, you know. Observe, just be your own. By the wall and I'm pressing my phone and everything you get. Mm. But if I walk into a room where people already know me, it's easier to blend away. Yeah. And people are already friend them. I go, hi, because I'm, as shy as I am, I can also be a social butterfly. Right. I have proper social skills. So I can engage in a conversation if, if it's easy for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's the fun part of being in the public eye because it eliminates the shyness sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it magnifies it. It does. Like I'm walking through many boys looking at you. Just like, <laughs> um, I'm not the son of God. What's, what's happening? <laughs> All right. Um, so final words for this person that has asked this very, very important question. Um, one of his biggest, his or her, I don't know. One of the, their biggest goals in life is to be extremely popular, to blow. So what advice do you have for this person? I f- so, this, there's something that came out recently, like, uh, you, you know, um, I, who, who was it? This musician, this um, black American musician who is dead now. He said, fame, I think it was Jay-Z. Fame is a hell of a drug. Mm. Mm. Fame is a hell of a drug. It's, if you want to be popular, that's fine. That's well and good. But what do you want to be known for? Mm. You can be popular for something bad. You can be a scammer, a popular scammer. You can be a popular murderer. You can be a whatever. You can be a criminal. What do you want to be known for? It's not just about wanting to be popular, but you have to actually be adding something of value, right? That would make your popularity last longer. Look at Bill Gates. Look at Steve Jobs. Even Steve Jobs in his death is too popular. So if you, if you want to be famous, be sure that you know what you want to use that fame for. Right. Because when it's gone, you're going to have withdrawal symptoms. Mm. It's like that for everybody. Once, like, everybody feels, especially Big Brother Ninja people, like, when you come out, everybody's, like, on your matter, on your date. By the time you do your reunion, it's intense. And then by the time it's done, it's like this. It just the next takes set. a nosedive because the next set comes in and the attention is shifted from you to them. Especially if you have not done something worthy of notes with your time in the limelight, right? Mm-hmm. That would keep the momentum going. So when it's gone, you will feel it. Hmm. You would actually feel, you would legit feel it because ah, everybody likes attention. It's like yeah. you now getting attention from a guy. Mm-hmm. The guy is constantly buying you stuff, calling you left, right, and center. Let's pray in the morning. Let's pray in the night. <laughs> Have you eaten? Enough, ma? You good? What's going on? He's constantly on your matter. And then one day he stops. Mm. You will feel, ah, you will feel what it. Is this guy? What? Is not exactly. You will feel it. You will legit feel it. So, my advice is my advice to this person is know what you want to use the fame for. Mm. And if if you find something that's very sustainable, you keep it going. Just don't just blow because you want to blow. How are you going to blow? Mm. You know, are you going to be a musician? What are you going to be known for? You know. So once you have that lockdown, you're good. All right. Okay. Um, to the person that asked this question, I hope that the expert here 
have been able to dissect <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and answer this question <laughs> because me I cannot I I mean I too sabi but I don't really sabi reach this level. <laughs> Thank you so much Elizabeth for stopping by. Thank you for having me. It was amazing having this conversation with you. I learned actually. I learned a lot. I hope you did. I did. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at i2sabi podcast. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the pos- podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you listen to podcasts on. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at i2sabi podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us um, on podcast streaming platforms. Thank you so much. And I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. I Too Sabi is a 27 Productions original podcast. Nana Aisha Salahuddin is our producer. Our audio engineer is Daniel Atkins. And our video editor is Isaac Mathias. Olivia Obuago is our associate producer. And our theme music is by Bangs with a double G. Visit 27productions.co slash i2sabi for more information.